Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Gridiron Bliss, 359 in the house. Oscar Lopez, followed by the salty one, Mackenzie Brooks, in a couple minutes here, plus the Hall of Famer, Holly Custis. We will not have Nate Ward here today, but we have a great show today. We're going to be talking to Lois Cook of the DC Divas, uh, TikTok and IG influencer, as well as outstanding Women's Football Alliance uh, player. So we're going to be talking to her in about 15 minutes, diving into the Super Bowl, diving into... uh, the Divas, including the anticipation and excitement for the 2021 Women's Football Alliance season that's coming up. We're also going to be diving into the Super Bowl, of course, Super Bowl 55, all the anticipation, all the hype that was coming up for it. We uh, expected a duel at this point. That's not what we got. <laughs> we did not get a duel uh, at this point, so I don't know you know, where, what went wrong there, but we did have an opportunity to, um, you know, watch a game that we thought was going to be great, and it was not. It turned out to be one of those games where it was not something of entertainment value. Uh, I think the halftime show was probably a lot more uh, entertaining than that was. Just the fact that um, uh, Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay defense, we talked about it, uh, you know, a couple weeks back before the Super Bowl. We said the big difference would be Tampa Bay, Coach Lowe's defense, plus uh, Todd Bowles' defense. And here we are. This is what happened. Um, so let's talk about that right now. Let's bring in uh, the Hall of Famer, Holly Custis, here in the house. Holly, how's it going today? Good. How are you? I'm great. Um, Holly, you broke it down on your Facebook page exactly what happened here. Um, and unfortunately, you do have those folks that, that apparently the refs, you know, the Nate Wards of the world are the ones that caused this Kansas City loss. <laughs> well, here's the thing, you know, as a sports fan, we all love to get um, you know, the revs or the umps or whatever sport we're watching. And they do make mistakes because they're human beings, obviously. But I think you always have to have perspective, right? And I understand the frustration of Chiefs fans or general fans that you know, because I'm sure there's a lot of um, Tom Brady uh, haters out there that were rooting for the Chiefs, and so I know that was happening. But when you're talking about the uh, call of defensive holding, it's it's one of those calls that I view it um, kind of like a strike zone in baseball, right? Yeah. If you are a very physical defensive back, that's totally okay if that's who you are and that's your style, right? But you have to kind of pick up on cues of, okay, you know what, they're they're calling everything this game. 
so I need to adjust. Or they're letting everything go so I can be more physical, right? There's always that conversation uh, from broadcasters and analysts that are like, oh, wow, like they're calling everything. So you have to adjust to how the game is being called, right? And so there's that one particular drive in the second quarter that I think everyone, you know, was referring to um, Mm -hmm. where I think there was two defensive holding penalties. Um, So I understand the frustration. However, also on that drive, they had another chance to get off the field and they had not one, but two guys line up, line up off sides. And so what was happening is there was a call that didn't go their way. And then the defense started mentally melting down. So at some point as a player, you have to take responsibility and say, you know what? It's not going my way right now, but you have to have a short-term memory and move on to the next play. And what you saw is mental mistakes that were compounding on each other. And then eventually you saw Kansas City starting to lose their cool a little bit. And one mistake ended up being like five. And so that is, you know, part of the equation. Then you add into the fact that this was not a one-score game. This was not a two-score game. This was a three-score game, and multiple things were happening at once. What was that? It became a slaughter. (laughs) It did become a slaughter. Because you also also had uh, Patrick Mahomes who – you know, I was kind of mm-hmm. leery about him coming into the team anyway. And he, like, you know, obviously he had his neck slash head issue and a turf toe mm-hmm. issue, but then he got beat up during this game. And the way he was walking, he probably had some sort of hip issue because he could, like, normally when they are in trouble and they start to, to pick up the pace and, and he, he always has this weird kind of fast, like power walk thing that he does when he's like, let's go guys, let's go up to the line. He couldn't physically do that. He couldn't move. So he's at like 30% probably out there running for his life, trying to throw sideways behind the back, just doing whatever he can. But then the you have to give credit also to the defensive game plan, which I think won the game for Tampa Bay because they were able to double up on Hill they were able to also try to half account for Kelsey. And I'm surprised that it took Kansas City like nearly a half to start getting Kelsey the ball because he was open earlier. But they took away his best weapon, and they said, okay, Patrick, if you want to run for five, ten yards at a time and, and, and you want to run for your life because we're, we're getting after you, then that's fine because we'll take five or ten yards compared to a 50-yard bomb to Hill. So they, they knew that the Mahomes was probably not very healthy. They knew that he was down two tackles. So what did they do? They they attacked those tackles, and it, it just absolutely destroyed um, Kansas City. And so the smart game planning combined with Mahomes not being healthy combined with Kansas City's defense mentally imploding equals 22-point loss. So you can get mad at the refs all you want, but at the end of the day <laughs> – the ref Holly, did not lose his Holly, this thing was rigged. This thing was rigged. Hashtag <laughs> rigged on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny about that is like anybody that ever says that, I'm like, okay, okay, let's be real. Let's be real here. If this whole thing was rigged and it was all scripted like reality TV, 
it would look awful because do you know how hard it would be to try to like oh, yeah. say, okay, all right, guys, Holly, uh, we're going to run this Texas play. Do you know Spartans, what's coming? Okay. <laughs> the, the Texas Elite Spartans rigged the WNFC against the Utah Falcons. Is that what we have to say? Uh, <laughs> like, you know, you know I, it's just, it's just it was silly. Rigged. It's just silly. The WNFC I, wanted, <laughs> wanted the Texas Elite to win it all. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just one of those things that, you know, you can be frustrated, and as a fan, that's your right, you know, especially if it's your team. I was mad last year, my team lost, but, you know, and there was definitely calls that didn't go our way. But at the end of the day, we had control over what we had control of, and we didn't produce, so we lost. So at the end of the day, it is what it is, and it's not about the call didn't go your way. It's what did you do after that? And what did Kansas City do after the calls didn't go their way? They melted down. <laughs> So this, uh, you know, honestly, in my opinion, this game was the equivalent of Tampa Bay had a plan. The truth is hurting, okay? Your perspective is hurting me. Yeah. I mean, if you're a Chiefs fan <laughs> right now, you're like, what? <laughs> so it wasn't the rest. Well, Tampa Bay had, it was the offensive line. Tampa Bay, had a, <laughs> Tampa Bay oh. had a plan. They were focused. Kansas City looked to me like they were relying too much on their talent and what they did last year and, and the heroism of Patrick Mahomes. And you can't do that. That's going to get you beat, and, and it did. No, I agree. I, I mean, your, your points are all valid because you're, you're, you watch the game film. You put together a replay of the Super Bowl, and if you look at all the news that was coming out, Okay, they didn't have their traditional line to begin with, right? So on the, on the right. defensive side of the ball, you're like, okay, they're already wounded, right? The shield is broken. We can, we can penetrate, right? And then, to your point, they took away two of their best weapons without giving them separation. So they, they, the timing was off. The quarterback wasn't all there. To your point about you know, him having maybe concussion issues or having other ailment issues, wasn't 100%, um, that's not going to heal within a two-week period. You know, something that's obviously drastic like that, it's not going to go away for, for two weeks. Um, but you know what? I was watching uh, Jen Walter on IG Live, and, you know, she was like, hey, the the side of the defense, once they saw a weakness, they, it's almost like throwing meat on the other side, and the dogs just want to play. Yeah, you know what's interesting is if you think about the offensive line, right? I, I don't think the average fan understands how important that is, especially if you have, you know, a really good quarterback. Because even though Patrick is able to, to normally when he's healthy, get out of danger, you still need a line that can hold on as, as long as possible, right? And Please leave you your message for Patrick, five one five five zero five zero three five. It's okay. All right. No, I'm just trying to call Mac in because I think she's having some difficulties. That's okay. But yeah, no, you're, no problem. Yeah, to um, your point, I mean, so when, you're on it. When you have both tackles out, what that means is if you had one tackle out, then, you, you know, usually what you will do is um, it's a little bit different because they can compensate a little bit more. But when you have both sides out, that is a definite issue when Mahomes can, can't move. He's just sitting there like a um, a duck on the platter, basically. And he's going to scramble and do what he does with it. 
There was a you know a couple it, of plays where I think he ran like forty yards backwards. <laughs> yeah, it was comical. It was like, what are we watching here? My it wife was. like, is this a bad news? Is I, this the bad news? Like we're watching the bad news Bears play the the Tampa Bay Bucks. <laughs> like, and then and then when he uh, was able to get it out, the people dropped the ball. <laughs> and like one 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 pass that was like a crazy pass hit the guy in a helmet, and <laughs> like. I was yeah. like, I feel kind of terrible for him because literally <laughs> you could not have two different extremes for, for um, Patrick and his Super Bowl experience. Last year he was a superhuman, you know, superhero throughout the playoffs and in, in the Super Bowl, got it done, you know, uh, with the comeback win. This year was an utter nightmare for the poor kids. Everything that could go wrong went wrong for him. And so you have to respect that he kept trying, but I just felt like I was like, "Oh, Patrick, it is not your day." No, no, it was it was pretty bad. I mean, it, it, I was waiting for him to get injured, like a serious injury, you know, getting basically ha- hammered. I was anticipating that uh, that that injury on it, but no, I was it was pretty bad. Um, yeah, Mackenzie, uh, we're talking Super Bowl Fifty Five here, so. Um, you know the Tampa Bay cheated because they they acquired Ant- Antonio Brown and uh, Gronkowski, right? And then Leonard Fournette. How could they do that? Oh, geez, you know something. I'm about sick of all these Kansas City Chiefs fans talking about it's the refs, it's the refs. Okay, I'll give you. There were a couple questionable calls that should have went against Tampa Bay, but even with that, you have to be able to produce a scoring drive, which Kansas City did not do. That was not something that they did. They were held. They didn't even get into double digits. They were literally held, held to three field goals. And the one almost, the, the very first one almost, the freaking upright. Like, come on. And, and like, I also read, read something that Patrick Mahomes had two of his original, um, you know, two of his, two of his original um, offensive linemen from the start of the year, which obviously plays, you know, plays a part in because then you're under pressure and, you know, um, tempos picked up even more when you don't have those original, those original linemen that you've been with the most of the entire season. But like I said, even with that, your your O line has to block. Your running backs have to make plays. Receivers have to make plays, and you have to score in order in order to get that six points in the extra point. And that that just didn't happen. Mac, I don't know that you know. Um, Holly just put it everything in perspective. It's like it was a one sided match. Right, because when you break it down, that's really what it boiled down to. The the offensive line was not protecting them. The timing was off with the receivers. Uh, the running game was was plugged up. Uh, he's running for his life. I mean, it was just the worst case scenario that could have happened for Kansas City. Well, yeah, and especially on the defensive side where they were getting murdered the entire time. Don't let Tom Brady pick you apart. And what did they do? They literally played a high zone. And nobody in the middle. That that that's yep. where that long those first two touchdowns from Gronkowski came from was the freaking drive pass right over the middle and straight up into the end zone. Yeah, I and agree you, with you. I think it you have that, to that cover, you have to block. Mhm. Like you can't sit there and expect you can't sit there and expect to get a, a scoring drive or get a touchdown if you don't actually I don't know play the damn game. Yeah, and then it didn't help that the punter's field position was pretty crappy too on the first two punts. <laughs> and you give them, you give them oh, like each time. literally good field position. Back to back. Uh, oh. That was not cool at all. Um, no, uh, Holly, uh, 
how, how if you're if you're the at halftime, if you're the Chiefs at halftime, man, if you're Andy Reid, you already know you're screwed. <laughs> it's like you're screwed. You're going up against the greatest quarterback of all time, literally, you know. And then you're going up against well, one of the most past, uh, probably the most aggressive defense. You you know the Bucks coming in here already knew, like you said, they they game plan for two weeks. You gave Tom Brady ten days to game plan against you, and you also get Todd Bowles ten days to game plan against you. What do you think was going to happen? Well, the the other mistake that I thought happened was um, the last drive that Tampa Bay had before halftime, where they had I think it was like thirty or forty seconds, something like that, and they, it was kind of one of those. Um, they're kind of halfway in, halfway out. Do we do we go, you know, do we get aggressive and try to get a field goal? Do we kind of run out the clock? And and they call uh, Kansas City called timeout. And I think their thought process was, okay, our offense is struggling. Maybe we can get another possession. But you don't do that when Tom Brady's on the other side, and, and you don't do that when you know you're going to get the ball to begin the third quarter. And so what they did is they allowed Brady more time, and what did yeah. they do? They scored points, and so it was it was actually at that point still a ball game. And that decision to uh, call the timeout, I think, started to push the, the the game a little further out of reach. And so you're right when you're going into halftime, it was not quite a blowout yet, but um, you're still thinking, crap, man, we should not have called those timeouts, and wow, things are not going our way, and and I just feel like uh, Kansas City was completely outmatched in this game. Every side of the ball, I, I really think that. Besides the punters, which both of them were not very good uh, in that game. <laughs> it's not a good day to be a punter. But besides the punting game, Tampa Bay just wiped the floor with them on offense, on oh, yeah. defense. Oh, yeah. Like, it just – it was not close, which is why, you know, McKenzie – and I both are just like tired of people saying, "Oh, it's rigged," because it's like yeah, you watching no, the same really. game. <laughs> because hey, I don't uh, know about you, but the other like, one is the other one. Uh, all the receivers are paid off. All <laughs> the receivers are okay. paid off. <laughs> all the receivers. Okay, so that's really funny because if all the receivers were paid off to like drop the ball, what happened to my team last year? I mean, like, <laughs> where did that go? <laughs> So they weren't right, paid off get... last year, but they're paid off this year. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's go into the huddle. Let's bring in uh, the talented uh, TikTok influencer and WFA DC diva uh, superstar player as well, uh, Lois Cook here. Let's bring her into the uh, huddle here, so we can talk Super Bowl Fifty Five as well. Lois, how's it going? Hi. Hey, everyone. How are you? We're talking Super Bowl 55 and the massacre that happened, Ms. Cook. <laughs> <sighs> what in the world? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, that was definitely not the game that I expected to see. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody expected I thought we were drunk. <laughs> we were like, what's going yeah. on here on the other side? It was Kansas City. <laughs> Well, oh it was, boy! It was, uh, it was a, a representation of uh, the twenty, the year twenty twenty, or something. I don't know. <laughs> it was the ending of twenty twenty because it was. If you're a Chiefs fan, you're like this COVID thing really bites. <laughs> right. Exactly. But wow! What a um, what what a game! 
Yeah, what I mean, what an ending to it. I mean, I thought we were going to be we were talking so competitive, right? It's like the kid versus the mm-hmm. goats, and we were going to be you know right. down to the wire. Oh my God, it didn't happen. I mean, yeah. it was almost as it was as bad as the Renegades against Cali War. <laughs> okay. Once they got going, <laughs> now you know you're what I mean. My language. <laughs> well, I'm just right, saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, once they get going, they get going. You know, once the uh, Cahill and Zeely and 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 Bonds get going, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty hard to overcome. Um, so let's talk about you. Uh, we have Holly on the, uh, Holly with us. Holly Custis, you probably know, and then obviously the salty one, Mackenzie yeah. Brook. Everybody knows. Um, so <laughs> yeah, let's talk about hey you. Um, how did you come up with this? whole TikTok and go on TikTok. I know you got to have been leery at the beginning. You know, do I want to go do this? And then, you know, a lot of people have said that to me. Oh, I don't know if I want to go on TikTok. And then they finally go on TikTok and they kind of let themselves loose. And it's kind of fun. Well, yeah. Okay. So I think when I first, I think I first started seeing, um, you know, little ads or something on Facebook about TikTok and I didn't really pay too much attention to it. I was kind of like, what is that? But kind of brushed it off, like I'm not going to download a new app. And then someone sent me um, something, and it was such a crazy, like it was like a transition video or something where like one person transformed from one place to another. And I was like, hold up, let me get on here and see what I can do. And for me, I actually grew up um, playing around with a camcorder with my brother, and we used to make stop-action movies. Um, with, like, toys that so we'd come home from school and we'd, like, jump on the camcorder and pull out our toys and try to do uh, talk shows and things like that. So when I got on TikTok, I was, like, in my element. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is exciting. What am I going to do with this? And then I started to get used to the app and um, see what kind of features it had. And it was, like, that was all she wrote. <laughs> um, and then just kind of following the trends and watching the different videos on there of people doing all kinds of crazy things. Um, I just took off. <laughs> all right. So we see you daily and you're bringing attention yeah. to not just yourself, not just the divas, but you're bringing attention to the mm-hmm. sport. And I'm pretty sure you're getting feedback on messages, right? Like what is this sport or oh, what gosh, league yeah. are you playing in? Right. Yeah, definitely. I get, I get messages all the time on not only on TikTok, but they kind of come in on, on Instagram too. Um, but it's, it's, I mean, to me it's powerful because um, mm-hmm. I, the first video I think that, that really went viral for me was a video of me. Um, I was on the, I was just sitting on a chair, throwing the ball in the air and I captioned it that this is me as a kid dreaming about playing and then quote unquote, a man's sport. And then it clipped over to a video of me catching a touchdown um, mm-hmm. with, and then it panned over to the crowd screaming. And then I captioned it, that part of it saying, this is me as an adult living my dream. And that video just kind of blew up and I got so many comments and messages from young girls who are like, I'm so inspired and I want to play and I've always wanted to play football. And it just really touched my heart because I literally was that little girl. I didn't have anyone, like, if I was a little girl and I had TikTok and I saw a woman playing football, I'd be like, what? So um, so that really also gave me motivation and kind of pushed me forward to really, you know, spend more time on it and do more like that. Um, so I definitely get comments um, or questions. I get asked advice 
How do I navigate the bullying? How do I go about asking the coach to play? Um, what are some tips and techniques that I can do to get better? You know, all kinds of things like that. And um, I welcome it. I just, I really love it. And I've even gotten to the point where it's just so much that I will try to connect the girls with uh, a player in their area. So an, a woman's player, a woman's team player um, that they can kind of connect one-on-one and do like a little mentorship um, because there's so many. How do you manage to do everything right now with your uh, mom, Zoom and, all the kids at home, and, well, I mean, it's just got to be crazy. Before, you had them in school, and you're like, okay, yeah. she's got time, you know, downtime. But I don't think you have downtime, downtime yeah. now unless you're, like, super mom or something. I do not have downtime. I actually made a TikTok <laughs> about this. Um, <laughs> I Yeah, it's a lot to juggle. It really is. And I do have, like, most of my days, I will, I'm blessed to say that I have some easy days, but then I do also have hard days. Um, but we have a rhythm in the house, and, you know, it's kind of established that I, I do TikTok, so <laughs> I do have time to do that. Um, but, um, but yeah, like I have my oldest, he's 14, so he's, uh, he's pretty self-sufficient at this point. In the very beginning of school, you know, starting virtual school, it was, it was rough. Um, I was definitely running, literally running up and down the stairs from one child to the next and then trying at the same time to keep the other two who are not in school off the couch and off the walls and, stop, you know, not sliding down the stairs and things like that. Um, but And then my husband is in the Army, and he, he works all the time, and sometimes he's away. So it's a lot to juggle, but, I mean, with coffee and a little bit of – motivation you can do anything <laughs> <laughs> coffee i love it i love it um so let's bring in the hall of famer here and uh, mackenzie to kind of pick your brain but you know what congratulations on everything you've done i think you've brought attention a lot more attention than that we would have had before and i think the wfa is really you. you know benefiting from that and the divas are benefiting from that because you know, people understand that now the league does exist, and then you have a local team, especially if there's someone near your area, that you've obviously, like you said now, put them in connection with uh, some sort of networking, which is now they're being, you know, shown another team in their local area that could inspire them to play. Definitely. And I and it goes across the board, so not just, um, you know, just here in D.C. and, and the WSA, but it's, it's all about the sport and really, you know, advancing and growing the game. Um, and it's not only the young girls that are, you know, following. There's also older women who are like, wow, like maybe I can do that too. And then on the flip side, there are a lot of people who don't feel as strongly about football and they're kind of, they have their own, you know, thoughts and comments, but it's it's about educating them too and letting them know that we are a, legit, a legitimate football league and we play this game just as hard as anyone else. Um, so that's, probably one of the most important pieces to it to me as well. All right, let's bring Holly in to pick your brain here on your success. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good, good. Um, So I've seen some of your videos, and I think they're uh, a lot of fun. I I think you're very creative, and um, I I can definitely tell you have insisted a sense of humor as well, which is always really good when you're doing these videos. And so where do you come up with your ideas? So um, 
I actually, so it's a couple of ways. I, so TikTok gives you trend, like they'll have, like a, there's a discover page on TikTok and you can look at all the, the trends right. that are happening. And those are like really quick, rapid trends that you have to kind of jump on within that day. And so I definitely do um, look at that page and I kind of see what hashtags are going, what trend, what's trending and I'll um, pick off of there. But then I also listen to the different sounds that I hear as just kind of scrolling through TikTok and what I do is, because my page is literally all about football, I take a sound and then I just listen to it and automatically think towards how that will relate to football. So, for example, um, one of the sounds that I heard was um, a guy screaming, like he was going crazy, he was just like, um, you know, screaming gibberish. And my immediate thought was my teammates in the locker room, when they take pregame or pre-workout, um, and they, you know, kind of pumps you up and that, you know, of course you're exaggerating a little bit, you know, for the comedy of it, but I, I don't know. I just always think of a way to relate it back to in the game or around the game or on the field or, or what it's like to be a football player. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, getting turf pellets all over your, your car or, you know, <laughs> tracking them into your house, stuff like that. Um, but TikTok is great at, I mean, they have, I mean, everything's on TikTok. There's TikTok for everything. So I just listen to the different um, sound clips and go on the Discover page, and I just, I don't know, I just kind of figure out whatever comes to the top of my head about <laughs> about football. There it goes. That's awesome. It's really funny. One of my old teammates was obsessed with TikTok before, like, everyone else was, and I, I would look over her shoulder and be like, what are you looking at? And she's like, you got to get on TikTok. This is amazing. So, um, you know, I like between her and uh, your videos, I, I might just get up on TikTok because I haven't really jumped in yet. You know, I've been, um, but I might. It's, I might it's addicting. Well, she would not myself, but <laughs> she would. It would be like before practice, and you know, when that moment where everyone's getting ready, but we're not quite ready to take the field yet. And I'd be like, "What are you yeah, doing over yeah. there?" She's like. I got to get ready. I got to, I got to make my TikTok video. And I was like, Oh, wow. Okay. But no, like, that's awesome. I like the fact that like you, you're smart about it. You're figuring out, okay, how can I appeal to what is already trending? And then you're putting your own spin on it. I think that's awesome. Um, and so my other question for you is, and one of, uh, you brought up like the, um, you know, the, uh, pre-workout stuff that people, uh, take, what are your pre-game rituals? Um, okay, so uh, as weird as this might sound, I actually, um, for game day, I actually listen to gospel, um, and um, and I like to be very um, kind of quiet and, like, relaxed for that, that whole day up until it's time to go to the field. I like to focus and try to kind of keep myself calm and have, like, no external um, influences or interruptions or anything like that, so... I'm very quiet and um, I like to lay down and just relax. <laughs> and then when I'm on the way to the field, I listen to gospel. <laughs> That's awesome. I think it's really interesting because everyone has their different things. And when you're in the locker room, mm-hmm. you look around and you're like, okay, so that's the person that needs to be by themselves. That's the person that needs to dance every two minutes. This is the person that does yeah. the free workout. This is the, like everyone. There's always, and it's really interesting because football is a game that really, 
brings out all sorts of personality types. I always find it very it interesting. Does, yeah. um, it does. What what NFL player do you think you play like most? Oh my goodness, what a question! I'm not even sure. Let's see. Um, that I play like. Uh, yeah. That's a great question. I don't have an answer. For that. <laughs> Let me think about it. Um, that might be a TikTok. You could throw it at a TikTok. That might uh, be, there you be go. a TikTok. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I I really can't. I mean, that I play like. Um, I mean, I I'm he's so fresh in my mind, but I'm thinking about Mahomes and like all you know, just his determination and um, especially like with the game, like how he just kept he kept going, like he really was. He really was going to battle, and I feel like, um, you know, that's kind of how I am. I'm in the zone, and no matter what it takes, um, you know, every step of the way, I'm just going to give it all that I have. Um, but I, awesome. I don't – I feel like I have to I have to follow up with that uh, with a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I'll, I'll, I'm looking forward to that. Um, my final question before I pass you off to McGinsey here is, um, what was your favorite Super Bowl moment? Oh, definitely um, when Mahomes uh, turned into Superman in the fourth quarter and was being sacked, but he still managed to get that ball out. Um, It was like the beginning of fourth when he threw it while he was like literally uh, parallel to the ground. I just thought that. I wish it was completed. I wish it was a complete pass, but (laughs) I just felt like that was such an athletic and superhuman moment that um, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, I think that was a great play considering I think he was probably at like 30% physically and I just felt terrible that the receiver didn't catch it. But I agree with you. That was a great, great play. Um, But thank you so much. I'm going to pass you on to McKenzie and I'm looking forward to that uh, updated uh, TikTok video. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) Hi, Lois. Hi. How are you? Good, how are you? Good, good. Girl, I just love you. I love me some of you. <laughs> like you just every oh time I goodness. pull up get yeah, like <laughs> every time I pull up my Facebook page or like my Instagram, I see I say, Oh, well it's posted something else, now I gotta go watch it. <laughs> like, I Oh my just, goodness, thank you. I adore your energy. Your energy is just, oh, like, you. your energy is, is what the sport of women's football needs and it's it's refreshing to be able to get on to actually get on to social media and be able to see that like yeah. you know the sport that we play is you know being represented in the manner it should as far as you know veteran players like you and me and Holly you know doing our best to it's like hey like football season's not over like it may just be mm-hmm. ending for some but it's just beginning for other people you know get out there and watch go find oh, yeah. a team to support you know you know dig yourself into yeah. the research. So, like I said, I always, I like, I purposely kept my TikTok so I could watch your TikTok. I am not a huge <laughs> fan of TikTok at all, but I kept mine just oh, so wow. I could watch yours. So, oh my gosh, I appreciate Thank you, you so being able to bring, to bring me some light. So, well, thank let, you. Let I appreciate that so much. Of course, that'd be fun. So let, let me ask you this. When you first started TikTok, what was your intentions? Were you just going to, you know, go on there and, you know, make a couple of videos and you see how you liked it or you were kind of just 
brush it off at first and then, you know, mm-hmm. kind of see if it grew on you over time. Like, tell us where your where your thoughts were when you had originally started your TikTok before you blew up into yeah. the sensation that you are. Oh, I wouldn't say all that. <laughs> well, um, thank you. Um, I, you know, it's funny because I, it's probably night and day. When I first started TikTok, I had zero intentions and expectations with it. I just kind of got on there to see what kind of fun videos I could do for me and my kids. Um, and I think the first couple videos I ever did were, I never, ever thought that it was going to be about football. I didn't even, like, that didn't cross my mind. Um, but I, like, the first couple videos that I did was, uh, like, it was with with two of my sons, and it was just me kind of pranking them or um, just um, my youngest son, or not my youngest, I'm sorry, the, um, my second son, <laughs> he looks a lot like me with his hair and everything. So I did um, some videos of him transforming into me. And then, like I said earlier, it wasn't until, like, I had that one video of me um, showing a clip of me catching a touchdown um, that I started to get all of the comments from the young girls um, who aspire to play. And that is that was the turning point to me. And I, I realized that, you know, it just like I feel in real life, like outside of TikTok, um, you know, I visit schools and I talk to kids all the time. So just like that, it was a matter of, you know, um, being there for them and realizing that just like how I, how I grew up, I didn't have that, that woman that I could look up to. I knew that I wanted to be that person for them. And they, they reinforced that with the comments and the, you know, just reaching out and all of the support that I've gotten through TikTok. So that's how it developed and grew into this whole crazy <laughs> football world. <laughs> um, but yeah, at the beginning, it, it was totally, you know, no expectations, no intentions, no, no roadmap, no kind of blueprint of what I wanted to do with it, just kind of playing around and just having fun. I love that. <laughs> I absolutely love that, you know, <laughs> and the best things happen when they have, when zero intentions, you know, yeah. come about them when you yeah, first definitely. start. So I definitely, I definitely love that. Um, I guess my final question would just be, you know, what are you looking to gain from, you know, having your TikToks and having so many followers and your social media is blowing up. Um, what are you like personally looking to gain for yourself? And then what are you looking to gain? Maybe let's say like in the eyes of uh, women's football itself. Well, I will have to say that I am personally not looking for a gain in myself. I don't do it for me. I do it for her. And um, what I mean by that is um, for the second part of the question is that it's, it's literally for the sport. Um, everything that I do on TikTok, um, I'm doing it to promote um, this sport. And like I said, to be there for the younger generation and for the women who want to play. Um, one thing that is really important to me that people, I don't think people realize, is that young girls who are growing up and they want to play football, they are like just finding themselves. They're young. They they don't really have, you know, they're building their character. They're coming into who their their personality will be and who they are and who they want to be. And so they don't have a lot of confidence. And that's something that is totally necessary when it when you're playing in a male dominated sport. So when young girls want to play football in high school, they it's a huge hurdle for them. And so my goal is to just change the game in a way that will build that confidence 
not only for the girls, but for the boys too, so that they can see that it's not just a guy's thing and that we can kind of break down those barriers and, you know, let football be more socially accepted. Um, and then eventually we won't have this problem. <laughs> eventually there will be girls who grow up and they're, or who, who are, you know, three and four and five years old and they're looking on TV to see another woman winning a Super Bowl and, and they'll follow that path. So that's the goal is to grow the game um, and to be there for the next generation. I love that so much. Oh, man. I just like it. Listening to you say that just put a very large smile on my face. So I <laughs> appreciate you. I love, I'm, I do my best to, to reshare and repost what you uh, put out there as far as your content. So uh, don't be surprised if you just Thank see me you. randomly blow up your notifications because I, <laughs> I love seeing that stuff like that. I love sharing it. Um, but thank you for coming on to the show. Thank you oh, for, gosh. you know, your time. Well, thank you so much. And I appreciate all of the support with it. Um, I, I just, I can't say thank you enough. Well, I'm going to go ahead and pass you over to Oscar. What's going to happen okay. with uh, the season here? Are we having a season from what you, what you know? I know we talked to Wynn a couple mm-hmm. you know podcasts ago and, we're on the we're 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 a go at this point. So DC Divas wise, we're still a go at this point. Absolutely, we are um, cautious, but we are a go, and we're you know taking obviously we're taking the necessary precautions for COVID. Um, we do um, weekly, you know we're you know weekly practicing. We have virtual workouts as well as in person, and um, yeah, we are we're we're moving forward. We're ready. <laughs> We've been waiting. <laughs> what this new change in um, in terms of branding? The new change with you know eleven sports, uh, all the excitement, uh, the owners, you know, new the owners in the WFA getting more serious about it, alumni in the WFA, and then Coach Lowe, um, you know, her moment. Mm-hmm. We all anticipated, you know, like I said last week, she's playing on Brady's team. That's like ninety ninety nine percent guarantee you're going to get a Super Bowl. It's like, that's just the way it's got to be. And uh, I mean, I was just like, I was just so happy for her because I know she's put in all that time, you know, from high school to semi-pro to the women's game. And I mean, her whole story and to kind of like, you know, be at that moment. And then to like Holly's point to send the dogs out against Mahomes. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, Amazing. Um, And it's, it's, again, it just kind of, touches back on what I've always been saying is like how, how the message that it sends to, you know, to everyone, you know, that we're, we're out here and we can do that too. And I'm just so proud of her as a sister in football um, that she's able to be there in that moment and have that for herself to have that accomplishment. Um, And I'm thankful to, you know, um, the, you know, Tampa Bay for, you know, having her there and, um, using her guidance and letting her coach. I think it's impressive. Uh, I think we all never imagined uh, that we would have a, you know, a coach in the Super Bowl. We had Katie Sowers, obviously, with the Niners. That didn't, you know, translate to a win. But this this team here, mm-hmm. um, I think when she's been there, what, two years now? We've seen the changes in terms of the defense. You know, obviously she's driven for that as well as she's stated before 
And I think it was a great moment for her too, because it puts a, it puts a visibility and not just on her, but also puts a visibility on the sport and also enhances the WFA brand. Definitely. It definitely does. And, and especially because in the super, like in that game, particularly like as the saying goes, defense wins games. And I'm just so happy that they were able to spotlight, um, you know, the mm-hmm. defense side. And that's, that's her, that's her position. You know, that's where she, that's where she was shining. So um, for them to win and to win, like you saw the defense, like really taking over and, um, and I'm just so, you know, so, so one, so grateful that, that, that was able to happen for her. Now, um, Lois, so we're are, are we doing like multiple platforms now? You're on TikTok, IG, pretty much. That's yeah. the platform <laughs> that we're driving for. I know. I, I mean, I was we were on Snapchat for a while, but that just seems very odd for me. I don't. I've never been on, you know, comfortable with that. But on a TikTok mode, I think it's more mm-hmm. comfortable because it's more creative in that sense, and it's a lot more. Um, you know, you get your filters and yeah. all your uh, options, as you said. So, is this something? that you're going to be driving to like uh, Holly says here where you're at Diva Diva Game Day and you're going to hold on I got to do my skit here before I go on the field for you guys and that kind of deal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yes <absolutely>. and no. <laughs> because no, absolutely yes. <laughs> there um, I I'm, I'm going to have to talk to the coaches. They're going to have to put up with me because I, as a matter of fact, we just had practice um this past weekend and that's what I did. Um one of the things that I'm actually looking forward to doing is doing live, the live videos on TikTok. Um, I've been doing quite a few of those, and I actually have some of um, some of my my following has been requesting the live. So, um, so I'm looking forward to the opportunity of going to the field, going live before we actually start, you know, practice and doing interviews like with the other players, or just kind of showing before and after. Um, maybe once or twice we might be able to get like right there in the practice, but obviously that'll be difficult if I'm actually practicing. Um, but yeah, no, I, I have big plans to, you know, be very much involved in TikTok for the season. And I'm, I'm looking at, um, you know, kind of documenting the season um, through TikTok. Um, so there'll be so much more to see. Now um, the divas very, you're part of a very historic franchise i mean you go back to new york sharks minnesota vixen you know all those franchises and pretty historic in women's tackle football but dc diva is very historic i mean callie branson in the nfl mm-hmm. you know jen king in the nfl so i mean diva yeah. history in other words i'm talking to neil you know neil about it and it's very hardcore now the fact that you have a lot of players from your organization at a visibility level which is just you know a credit to all the ownership pre- previous to that. Also credit to Rich because he's done a, such a great job yeah. of putting the divas out there in front and center in the nation's capital. Um, so you guys just got to be so proud. You got Branson in Cleveland who might go to the Super Bowl next year, right? You got Locus mm-hmm. and yeah. you got Jen King right, right next door. Could go to the Super Bowl too, given everything that's changing now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, just, just, the, just the fact that they're divas, in other words, that's what I'm saying that, really puts a, a, a true mm-hmm. spotlight on the franchise. I I love that um, because, I mean, something about being a diva, it's like I I have never thought to, you know, go to a different team. I've been 
with the divas um, on and off, you know, I had kids and stuff, but since 2004 and it's just the divas, not only, um, you know, not only do we produce, you know, NFL coaches and amazing women um, that are doing amazing things, but it's, it's a, it's a family team. It's a close knit historic, like you said, um, that has a long running name um, that just, has a lot of character behind it. Um, so I'm especially proud um, that I can true uh, that I can say that, you know, I was able to play alongside of Callie Brownson. I was able to play with Jen King. Um, so those are, those are very proud moments for me. I think that the, the when you put it in perspective, um, uh, my point is, you know, this is one of the premier franchises in the WFA in terms of its history. It's done a lot for the sport and on the East Coast in mm-hmm. general. And it's it's really put a, a you know, a, a staple franchise, right? Especially now that we don't have the Sharks. I mean, I know the Wolves exist, but the Sharks were ver- a ver- very uh, dominant team in terms of the history, you know, starting out at, in 99 yeah. all yeah. the way down here. Now we really have, you know, the rivalry between you and Boston really is the WFA. I mean, if you narrow it down in right. terms of – the lineage and history, you know, the WFA is, yeah. when you research it, it is Divas Renegades, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and, um, and and like you were saying, like, this is, the Divas are, it's not just a football, it, we are a winning team. We are, we are the number mm-hmm. one team in the D.C. area, you know, with, you know, we can go back with the, you know, with the most wins. You look at our record against other other sports, <laughs> and we are a winning team. We have three national championship titles, um, division titles, the works. Um, so it's 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 not just it's it's way more to it than just you know being a, a a team. It's a winning team, but on top of that, we also are a um, full of quality and family and community. So that's another piece to it too. That there's a lot of substance there. Well, I can tell you right now, I am. When I saw you do all the videos, start your TikTok. Uh, I already know you, you were going to blow up on IG because you're so creative, and the <laughs> fact that you're representing a a you know a one of the premier franchises in the W uh, WFA is just a credit to you to bring attention to it and also the, to the branding. So you know I'm pretty sure all the owners, uh, Lisa King and everybody else, are so grateful for what you do because you are making an impact in terms of the social media s- scope. Oh, well, thank you. I, I hope to make everyone proud. (laughs) I definitely, when I, uh, you know, when I make videos, I definitely have that in mind that I, um, I am, and I want to be a representation, a good representation of the league of the team, um, and of, of women's football in general. So I hope I make everyone proud. (laughs) No, you've done a great job. And that's why I wanted to bring you on to kind of give you your you're just due because I think you've done a tremendous job. You're very creative uh, on top of that super mom and then an uh, outstanding player <laughs> as well. So uh, all I, all I can say is keep doing what you're doing because we're, we're really uh, looking forward to everything that you put out new content and everything. So if you guys want to follow um, Lois uh, cook on uh, IG, TikTok, just give them the handles. And then you also have, you started your new um, org organization. So we'll let them know where they can go help you out with that. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. So TikTok and IG, I'm at Cleats and Stilettos. Um, 
and stilettos is one L and two T's because <laughs> I often forget that myself. But it's at cleats and stilettos. Um, and then loiscook.org is a brand new nonprofit organization um, that is designed to support, um, again, support young young girls in playing football and women who aspire, the women who already play and the women who aspire to play. Um, and with that, um, um, you know, hoping to uh, the mentorship piece, hoping to um, pro- connect girls with uh, existing players and to break down those social barriers that, you know, that we're dealing with. So LoisCook.org, um, let's grow the game together. All right. So check it out. All our, her stuff is very awesome. So if you guys haven't dived in, go there now. She's awesome. So uh, thanks for making the time today. I really, really appreciate it. Looking forward to it. If you need any type of support from us, you're always, you know, chime us, chime us in on a messenger and we can do what we can with you uh, and help you out as well, spread the word out and everything. And that's what we're all about, getting women's tackle football, you know, awareness and uh, making sure the average fan knows that we exist. And so that's what we want to do. So have- thank you for making the time. I really appreciate it and uh, looking forward to your news this year. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I have to say thank you from the bottom of my heart because you guys have been amazing with the support. And I just thank you for all that you're doing. So I really appreciate your time. And thank you for having me on. I can't say thank you enough. All right. Have a great uh, weekend, okay? Stay safe. And I'm uh, looking forward to your fun stuff. Awesome. Thank you. I'll, I'll have that TikTok ready soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. All right, so um, Mac and Holly, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, she is uh, trending upwards is the only thing I can say. She is trending upwards. Um, I mean, I don't, have you seen her her views on there? And then uh, every time, like um, Mac says, every time you pull up, she's right there on the trending lines too. So if you're following her, she's front and center right in your face when you first open the apps. Yeah, I think oh, it's um, – pretty awesome because you know one of the things we've always said is one of the things that uh, women's football really needs more of and we always need more of is the uh, marketing and creative ways um, to market and brand um, our individual teams or leagues and our sport as a whole and uh, so her creativity level is is definitely um, I think on par with a lot of the more professional ones that I see. So I think mm-hmm. what she's doing is really a powerful statement. And um, like she said, you know, her goal is to, um, you know, bring awareness to the sport and also try to be mentor uh, a mentor to those looking to play the sport or learn more about it. So I think it's overall awesome, and I'm a big fan. You know, I just – Oh man, I love Lois. Like she's just, uh, she's just one of those people that you know demands attention when she walks into a room, and she doesn't even have to say anything. Like that's the kind of vibes that I pick up from her, and that's the kind of vibes that we need as you know players and supporters and advocates for women's football. Is it's athletes and people like her that keep our sport thriving and driving. Yeah, and, I, and she's doing a great job. I mean, that's the reason I wanted to bring her on, Sonic kind of give her some spotlight to our listenership as well and letting them know that, you know, she's doing some awesome things and we got to like, you know, support everybody that's doing a great job in terms of, you know, 
bringing attention to the sport, also bringing awareness to a branding, which now I think in general we're at that next level. Or 10 years later, the WFA is now, you know, it's a brand. And given the fact that we have Callie, Jennifer, uh, Coach Lowe, and everybody else, you know, Katie, I mean, it's it's just a matter of time. Now, you know, the opportunity is there for the the brand to get big, bigger sponsors, the brand to be on a bigger platform and things like that. So she's obviously helping that, in a, not just herself, but she's helping her team and also helping just the league in itself get recognized na- uh, nationwide. Yeah, it, it's going to, like, like I said before, you know, 2021 is, is going to be the hit-off year for um, for women's football across. Yeah, it's, it's going to be awesome. Um, I can't wait for, you know, the kickoff. We have two leagues that have confirmed to kickoff. We don't know if the WFLA will kick off. Uh, we're going to try to get Brandon Shelby in here uh, within a, probably in a couple weeks here, try to confirm whether they're going to have a season or not. At this point, uh, I'm told that they will have a season. I just don't know what the dates are and when the schedule will be released. Um, the WFA is working on their schedule to be released. The w, uh, WNFC already did their schedule to be released. Um, Holly, are, are you bailing us or, or are you sticking out for the, the next hour? I do have to uh, uh, bounce, but uh, thank you guys, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your night. All right. Uh, Holly, uh, can you before you go, can you let fans know where they can pick up 21 21- of the Utah Falcons, we talked about it last time. It was custom jersey. Uh, it's about eighty-five dollars. It's well worth it. So you can get the uh, Holly Custis twenty-one. Which I, when I saw that twenty-one, I was like, "Are they they're giving you a tribute?" No, it's twenty-one for the year. But kind of figure that out. I think at least twenty-one was the default, like um, you know, jersey number that they picked. But I did see that. Um, and I was like, oh, hey, look at that. But, no, I think it's just their their uh, default picture. Um, yes, you can go to the uh, uh, WFNC website um, and go to the store um, and uh, select um, the, the jersey uh, out of the store, select Utah Falcons as a team. Uh, you can enter my number 21, and you can put Custis on the back. You can also – um, you know, do your own version of the jersey as well. Um, I know they're available for all teams. I think the window to get them ends this week sometime. So if you're going to get one, you want to jump on that in a, in a hurry. Um, I know it takes a minute uh, for them to get to you because they're, um, they're made to order. Um, so if you're interested, now would be the time to do it. You can also get a McKinsey one if you want. You can there's all teams are available, all players are available. Uh so go ahead and check it out. All right, Holly. I will catch you here next week. So thanks for uh breaking down the Super Bowl for us, Super Bowl fifty five. And uh we'll talk we'll talk uh uh NFL trade rumors next week. Hopefully see what's coming out the wire here. And uh so have a great night, okay? All right. Fingers crossed. Watson to 49ers. Watson to 49ers. Watson to 49ers. Okay, I'm just going to say that over and over. (laughs) All right. Have a good night. Bye. All right. Mackenzie, uh, I don't think Watson to 49ers is going to happen. I don't want want to disappoint her at this point, but they got Jimmy G still. I mean, I don't want to either, but I think it's, to be honest, I think it's a possibility. Something I don't know because we've also seen stranger things happen. Okay, Stanford nobody predicted LA Tom Brady was going to the Buccaneers. 
We never predicted that. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Uh, I, this this whole trade stuff is it's just wild. Even before the Super Bowl started, I thought they would you know they at least wait till after the Super Bowl to get like all this stuff going. But it's just it's it's wild. To write. that's the one word that I will use now. It's it's been wild for the last week and so. Um, okay. Uh, what did what did you think of the? Uh, did you watch any of the commercials, Mac? At this point, or no? Um, the only one that I was super excited about um, was the NFL commercial that featured teams from the WNFC. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, just the Los Angeles support of football, primarily. Yes, yes, primarily, but you know, they're still in the WNFC and they represent our league and yeah. our brand. And it was just refreshing to see that that they actually represented football for what it is. Football, it's a sport. It shouldn't be genderized. And I was very I was very impressed and I was very happy to see that. Like all kinds of football was was included flag football, um, little girls, little boys, NFL, WNFC, women's football, um, flag, men's and women's it was officials, men's and women's, it was it was great. Yeah, it's a, it was. Uh, I think some of the commercials are kind of lame. I don't think they were the best commercials we had in the Super Bowl, but they were better. Commer- the, the, the commercials were better, obviously, with the Chiefs played. So we'll have to just say that. How's that? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. at this point, it almost doesn't take much. But you I don't, think it was just you know, disappointment. I don't want to say that, but. <laughs> yeah. I think it was just disappointment that the fact that the outcome was not as epic as we thought it was going to be because leading up to this game, everybody thought it was going to be one of these duke it out, right, left to right punches and down to the wire mentality. And um, so I guess in a sense it it was not good. But then when you go into a true football sense, as Holly says, this was a defensive massacre. This was a strategically defensive game. They took away – Kansas City, everything, and they just, you know, they they hone in on their weaknesses on the front line. They took their superstars away, and eventually they almost crippled their quarterback. It's literally you you break it down like that. It's pretty horrid. Very upsetting to see, um, especially when you look at where Patrick Mahomes has come from and how mm-hmm. he's, you know, built his image, and then just to see. You know, just to see the and the uh, to see the lack of kind of the the lack of fire that he had in the Super Bowl compared to last year's Super Bowl and you know the regular both last year and this year's regular season. Um, it's kind of upsetting to see, but you know he's he's not done by any means. He's you know everybody no, has no. a rough everybody has a you know everybody has a rough season. Everybody has a rough ending depending on how far you go. So, you know, people, I think, you know, once everybody heals, you know, takes the off season, you know, goes on summer vacation, you know, whatever have you, and then gets back into OTAs and everything for this coming season for 20, uh, for 21, 22 NFL season. Um, I think the, I really do think the Chiefs will, will end up back in the playoffs. Um, I'm not going to predict the Super Bowl. Um, another Super Bowl berth, but I will definitely predict them being in the playoffs again for sure. And he has an impressive resume if you think about it. Short term, he's been to three of these games. 
he, he I mean he could have gone to the first game for the first you know like the first game the first t- year out he almost was there then he wins it now he loses it um so you know it's like impressive for the first 3 years of his career he's been in the mix in terms of at the highest level in terms of playoff almost getting to the super bowl got to the super bowl and won it and now here's a terrific you know terrific tragic defeat which i think he'll learn from cuz i don't think he wants a, a repeat of this and and in, in the future but to your point, very talented player. I mean, that's just we can't take that away from him. Absolutely. And, and I think anybody that tries to take something away from him or, you know, tries to say, you know, his goal. Like, I've heard so many, like, so many across so many platforms, you know, sports personalities, things of that nature, say that, you know, the Patrick Mahomes goat talk is over. I said, how can you even say that? He's 25 years old. He's not even yeah. close to being done playing, but I will, you know, I can agree on the fact that, you know, I don't think the goat talk is, is over for him, but obviously he still has a long way to go to, to get to that, you know, status. I mean, not many look at Tom Brady, it, it, can one, win and lose one in, his, for Tom Brady. in the earliest stage of their career. We've never seen that, right? We Very few quarterbacks right. that have, won one and lost one initially right in their career. Normally they win one and it's a couple seasons and they lose one and then they go and win another one. He has been able to, you know, win a Super Bowl and lose a Super Bowl in a three-year span, which if when you put that in perspective, that's pretty impressive. You can't take that away from him in that sense. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, I also saw an interesting stat today um, from one of the sports pages I follow. I believe it was on Facebook. Um, but it said up until the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes went um, went from high school to college, uh, from yeah, it was high school to college, um, for, well, high school, both colleges, um, and then up until this Super Bowl without scoring a touchdown. Yep. So up until this Super Bowl, there was not a game that he did not score a touchdown um, right. of any kind, whether it was passing or rushing. And I thought that was an interesting stat, which me, which says so much to. Yep you know, to the kind of talent that he is. All right, guys, if you guys haven't gone to com, uh, you guys can play NBA now. It's on. It's on. Uh, Major League Baseball's coming up. We're also going to MMA's always on. Uh, you're also going to get uh, NFL when it returns again. So com. new players who sign up, deposit, will receive 100% match up to $50. Use the code NJF. You can play more or less. That's what I play. It's pretty easy to do. So use the code NJF. Get started today, monkeyknife.com, fast, simple prop games, shark-free fantasy, more or less, and get started today up to a $50 match. Sign up with code NJF. All right. Um, Let's go into the women's game, uh, Mac, since we have action happening overseas. The Gridiron West season, week 13, was canceled due to COVID lockdowns in uh, Perth. So there was no uh, week 13 in uh, Gridiron West at this point, but uh, we only had one. We only have one week left in the season. Um, that was a very unfortunate. So they're still uh, working that out in terms of they're going to reopen, and if they are going to reopen, they're going to play the last week of the season, and then obviously get ready for the playoffs. Uh, we know the Vipers are in first place. The Vipers are literally undefeated the whole season, top dog in terms of the standings. Then you go into the uh, former champs, the Blitz, and then it's the Broncos uh, that will finish up and rounding up would be, I believe, the Curtain Saints. So, uh, Mac, uh, this is 
uh, it's unfortunate that they had to cancel it, obviously because of the virus, of course. But uh, you know, it's been a great season so far in Grand West, so we're, we're hoping it will reopen and then they can finish up the last week, and then we're looking forward to a playoff and a championship round. Oh yeah, I was kind of bummed when I when I heard that they had to cancel because of the virus. But you know that unfortunately, you know the past year or two, it's that's not something that's abnormal. You know to have games and, and such um, canceled because of you know viruses or you know postponed because of virus protocol. So um, I think you know if and when they can you know reopen their season. Um, I mean, everybody, everybody's going to be pressing for those playoff spots and those championship runs, um, especially since, you know, they've been off for about two, three weeks-ish now. So it's going um, to be interesting to see Oscar. Yeah, and, it, and, and it's unfortunate, but uh, we're getting news that they might reopen, and they will, if, they, if they do reopen, they will either cancel the last week of the season and they'll just go straight to the playoff and to the, final, and to the grand final. So that's going to be uh, a positive for them. Um, let's give a shout-out to some of the performers. That I asked for a list of performers for the season because the the uh, website and the um, Great Iron West Facebook page doesn't mention any of these weekly performers. So I had to, like, request a list from each team. So I'm going to go, you know, give a shout-out to all these talented ladies that are playing in Great Iron West. And uh, from the Vipers, uh, Adrian Aker, five touchdowns on the season, Gabriel, um, I'm sorry, Gabriel Carnicosa, uh, uh, three touchdowns. And then from the Blitz, April Alain, eight touchdowns. Tegan Brown, uh, ten touchdowns. Uh, Louis Devine, nine TDs. Uh, from the Broncos, uh, the founder of the league, Kelly Hopkins, with two touchdowns. Uh, from the Saints, Victoria Benson, three touchdowns. Cassie Byrne, two touchdowns. And then from the West Coast, uh, Wolverines, who are winless, but they got some ballers on there that are, are putting putting points on the board. Um, and so uh, Sarah Asham, uh, one touchdown. We had Fadida Asham, three touchdowns. Uh, Oakley Jones, four touchdowns. And Tamsin uh, Waller with two touchdowns. So there's a lot of talented girls out there, Mac, are uh, just putting points on the board and uh, tallying up you know some points for their teams, even though some of their teams are not obviously on the victory slate. See, and, and sometimes, you know, it'd it be like that. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you have an off season, but you're still, you know, you're still putting points up on the board. You're still, you know, getting your team points, and they still, you know, they still add up. They may not add up to a winning season, which is, you know, the ultimate goal. But even on those off seasons, you, you know, you, ha- you as a as an athlete and a player have to perform, and that's that's what that entire list and that you know all those girls out there in Great Iron West have been doing. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna keep tabs on the uh, updates for the COVID uh, lockdown restrictions. You know, to go back to normal. Once that happens, we'll give you an update, and you obviously can get everything at the hub. So if you don't know where you've been, well, where have you been? The hub. You go to the hub. Facebook.com forward slash the best network on the planet exists at the hub. So if you're missing out on stuff, you go to the hub. If you didn't know about Super Bowl Fifty Five, if you were at the hub, you knew about it. A lot of cool articles on there, low, uh, low, uh, low locus, all the articles there, pre-Super Bowl stuff from Yahoo, CBS Sports, ESPN, and everybody else. So, um, Mac, I don't know, do we need to preach it every week? Just go to the hub. That's, I, I, I think that's going to be my motto now, just go to the hub. 
I mean, I feel like we're going to have to until people understand, like, that's what you have to do, you know, to keep up on all the news. Like, we can't, you can't just look forward to the podcast. I mean, you could look forward to the podcast every week, but then you're missing out on everything that's happened before we come on on Tuesday night. If you go to the hub and if you're following us on social media, like I always say, you'll get the news right then and there. It's plain and simple, folks. Yeah, go to the hub. Um, Max? You got you got to plug in, okay? Because I want I want you to plug in some of your stuff for your sponsors because you're doing powerlifting too, and you're going to be coming into the season. So you have a nutrition uh, sponsor that obviously believes in you, and you got some products to put out there so fans where they can dive in for some cool stuff to enhance your performance. Yeah, so I just got um, I just picked up an athlete sponsorship from, or I guess rather with um, Red H Nutrition. Uh, Red H Nutrition is based out of Omaha, Nebraska. Um, they are a USA-grown um, company uh, ran by former um, veterans of our armed forces. Um, I am a sponsored athlete now, which means I also have my own discount code. So if you go to redhnutrition.com, you can look at all the supplements they have. And if you use my code MACTRUCK2024, uh, you can get 20% off of your purchase um, on, on regularly priced items. Uh, they also have um, a three for 99 bundle mix and match. So you can mix your own um, three for 99 bundle and have that as well. Um, unfortunately, my discount does not work on that, but it, it does work on, like I said, the regularly priced items, um, you know, that you decide to purchase. So go to redagenutrition.com or you can hit me up, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Snapchat, any five of those, um, you know, my athlete page, if you have questions, you can hit me up and hopefully, you know, I can answer them and get you in the right direction. All right. So check it out. Uh, let's support our girl here. Let's get her to another level and also helps her out for the season and gets you, uh, you know, great stuff for yourself to enhance your uh, boost immunity, number one, right? And then obviously workout performance, yeah. number two. It's all beneficial. Absolutely, you know. Like I said, I've been you know, working really hard on this and, you know, finally got it together. So, like I said, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, like I said, go to redhnutrition.com or you can just um, look at my Facebook page. I did post it there. Or you can follow Red H Nutrition on Facebook and Instagram um, and Twitter as well. And um, all the information is there. Any questions, you can, you know, ask their page or ask me. Like I said, redhnutrition.com. Um, use the code MACTRUCK2024 for 20% off your purchase for regularly priced items. Uh, three for 99 bundle um, excludes the the discount code, but it's still a great deal. Like I said, Red Age Nutrition is where it's at. All right. So there you go. Check it out, and let's support our girl here and get you some good stuff. All right, uh, Mac, let's go to Spain. Uh, LNFA Feminina 7-on-7, seven seven, and you know 7-on-7 seven seven is hot. It's fast-paced, and uh, it's Pretty destructive too, kind of like what the uh, the Tampa Bay did against Kansas City, because it goes a long way, right? You either are in the game, or you're going to get your butt whipped into a donut. And a lot of a lot of the seven on seven matchups are really that in terms of competition. So uh, week one in LA, LNFA Femenina in Spain, uh, check it out at the Hub. We are following uh, FIFA Spain as well, and La, La Liga Sports is our network partner uh, via YouTube as well. Uh, you can get the link there for the week one matchups that happen overseas. And if you're uh, not watching football, there it is. The exception to the rule is to watch our football 
and check out our network partners. We do a really good job of trying to acquire uh, uh, video feeds and try to acquire still photos, everything that's happening in the women's game internationally and globally. That's what we do. That's why we're the best network on the planet, spotlighting the sport of women's tackle football. So um, La Rosa's uh, Black Demons 54-2 to against the Harbados uh, Tres Cantos, which is the Boers. Uh, that was in week one. Valencia Firebacks 74 to zero against the Saragossa Hurricanes. So, right off the right off the week one slate, um, I don't know, Mac. Uh, uh, it's kind of painful, but uh, I guess if you're Valencia and Las Rosas Black Demons, uh, you're just like executed to a high level there. You know, I watched some of that game. Um, I thought I thought there was going to be a comeback. I really did. In fact, I was hoping for it. And then it just, it was kind of like the Super Bowl. It just, you know, they, they were starting to make series and then kind of fell off. And then quarterbacks getting shocked, offensive lines breaking down. And like, oh, man. But, you know, first couple of weeks of the season, you know, is period where you knock off rust, you know, game time, actual game time scenarios. So I'm hoping they can turn it around, you know, and put themselves into a winning position for this, for the rest of the season. But it's going to take a well, little bit of work. At, if you're looking at Saragossa, uh, the Hurricanes, I mean, uh, they got smacked with 74 points. So, that means they got to go back to the drawing board. You get smacked by 74 points. <laughs> I don't think you're playing even defense yeah. at that point. Well, it seems like a lot of miscommunications, a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. Well, you know, 7 on 7 open unfortunately field hurt the game. It's so much easier to score with an open field when you do 7 on 7 versus 11. So if you're making a mistake, it's almost like, like football anymore, right? If you're making mistakes and you're letting people go, the scoring is just going to get out of control. So uh, shout-out to Valencia Fire, Fire uh, Bats for putting up the 74 points against the uh, Saragossa Hurricanes. So Saragossa got to dust themselves off and try to regroup. Uh, the Boers of Harbados only were able to get two points, which is a safety, which shout-out to them for trying to get a safety, which is awesome. But they, they lose 54-2. to two. And then week two, this past weekend, uh, the Black Demons rebound one more time, and they instead of putting 54 on the first week, Mac, they put on 67 against the Camineros de Calcalda. So uh, if you're the trucks of Calcalda, you just got trucked. Oh, yeah, and uh, man, I just I didn't expect all these blowouts, but then when you think about it, you know, Seven on seven is like you said, a lot of faster pace, open field scoring, open field in general, which makes you know RPOs, you know, running oh, yeah. up the middle like way easier because you literally can bounce into the outside or cut your route mm-hmm. off, you know, to get the ball and then just shoot right up the field to the side and you know, you know you're in for the score. It's more brutal, right? It's actually brutal and depressing. <laughs> if you got somebody coming down every time and scoring, and if somebody's got speed. They're going to score every time almost. Yeah, you know, if, you, if you've got a burner, if you got a player on your team with burners for feet, it, you, know, oh, yeah. you can almost expect a score every, you know, every, every drive you have the ball. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was brutal. It was very brutal. And, um, you know, hats off to the uh, Camineros, Cam, uh, uh, the trucks, basically it was called Zada. It's their first season, so – they're still getting acclimated. It's a brand new club, so we we got to give them a break for that. Um, also, Rivas, thirty-nine to eighteen against the Boers. 
So the Boers coming off uh, managed to put up 18 points. So we got to give them a, a you know clap out for them putting up 18 points in their second second game. Uh, also, the Bears of Rivas put up 39 to 18. So congratulations to them for a great impressive debut. That's their debut for into the season. So shout out to uh, the Rivas uh, Bears out there. Oh man, that was I I did miss that game, but I did go back and watch some of the highlights and check the box scores and the stats back and forth between that. Oh my gosh, the, the box score, Oscar! If you get a chance, go back and look at the box score because you'll just you'll mm-hmm. sit there and go, "Wow!" On paper, this was back and forth, but you know, one team had to come had to come up with a W, and I mean, you know, now you you have a, a W on your your you know your program debut. Which is impressive. I mean, not every team that comes off the blocks in their first game wins the game. You know what I mean? So pretty impressive. Hard work out there, put it in, and they did a good job. So uh, the Boers fall to 0-2 on the season. That means they got to try to do better. They did better, obviously, only putting up two points in the first game against a pretty powerful Black Demons team that's been historically pretty good. Um, and then you had the Barbaro rookies, the uh, pretty much the Boston Renegades of this league, uh, 54 to zero, they take care of Saragoza. So Saragoza has not able to not able to score in back to back weeks. So um, you know, Mac, if you're Saragoza and you're the coach and you're you're not being able to put up two, you know, a point or a touchdown, you got problems big time. Yeah, if I'm Saragoza, I'm I'm having to sit down with my coaching staff. I'm having to sit down with my team captains. I'm having a sit down with the entire team as well at that point and figuring out where we went wrong, what happened out, you know, what didn't we do in our preparation for this game and hopefully not have to have something like, you know, have something like that happen again. Yeah. The only blessing to them is they get a bye week this coming week. <laughs> so they get to sit in for a week to figure out how they're going to be able to put points on the board because they get, uh, let me look at my schedule here. They get uh the Barcelona, uh, the Barcelona Drac girls, who have not won a game in like two years, uh, they're looking forward to that. So it's a it's gonna be a battle of who wants to win it more. That's gonna be in uh, week four in March. Um, the last game of this this past week on the seventh, uh, the Barcelona Buffaloes. You can watch it right there, courtesy of Barcelona, uh, the Barcelona Drac girls. So it's uh, twenty uh, twenty seven nineteen. Uh, that was the win. The Buffaloes. Uh, taking care of Badalona. Badalona was able to put up almost 20 points, so congratulations to them to putting up that. So uh, Barcelona gets the win here. Uh, week three coming up here on the 20th. Uh, the rookies will take on Badalona Drac Girls, which I feel bad for them already. They got to really muster it up, and if they want to beat the rookies, their rookies are a really good squad. Uh, the Boers will take on the Trucks, looking for their first win, both teams, to see who's going to muster up the first win of the season. The Buffaloes will take on Valencia. That will be the game of the week if you want to watch it. I would say that's the game you want to watch. Buffaloes, Valencia, Firebats, both teams undefeated. That'll be the clash. And then Corsairs against the Osos. Osos coming off that first week win, looking to make it two in a row. So pretty exciting weekend coming up here in week three, uh, Mac, of the LNFA Femenina in Spain. Oh, the Femenina in Spain is one of my favorite leagues because one one week you can have ties across the board, one week you can have you can have complete blowouts, and then one week you can have shutouts like complete shutouts. 
And then other weeks you can have, you know, back and forth wins by one or two points, ones by six or seven points. And you, you, you literally never know because most of the teams in this league are very close together as far as talent-wise. Most of these teams are stacked with like talent across the board, um, coaching staffs included. So it, it, it's always interesting to see the matchups and, and how these teams and players are going to outcoach their opponent across the other side of gridiron. There's some teams that are obviously going to start to, like, to your point, they got to start looking at themselves. And they, even if they're not going to get the win, they got to, they got to get better right by just scoring. You know what I mean? You can't, you got to avoid the donuts. Got to avoid the donuts, if anything, especially on seven on seven. If you're, if you're getting shut out on seven on seven, you got problems defensively, right? Because you got to be aggressively, more defensively aggressive. Yeah, you know, you you have to be able to be aggressive and and kind of fast paced on both sides of the ball, rather not just the one, you know, or not just one opposed to the other. And you actually have to be well rounded. I guess is a better a better term of putting it. Yeah, well rounded. I think that's the better the better word. Correct. I mean, if you you played seven on seven, right? And it's it's pretty intense. That's the only reason I say that a lot because of. People might presume that this league is eleven on eleven, which is not. It's seven on seven, and it that's the reason the the scores are week to week are either lopsided or, to your point, they're somewhat competitive. Yeah, seven on seven. I've, I've played seven on seven and um, eight on eight, and both of them are very fast paced, and you have to be in almost spectacular shape year round to you know, to just be able to handle one season of the seven-on-seven. So it's, you know, it's tough stuff. It's not anything, you know, to brush by. Yeah, eight-on-eight is very popular in Texas. And I know, you know, speaking of Michelle Marshall and speaking of Tisha Winfrey and, you know, all the girls out there, you know, Chris uh, Davis, um, you know, Lilani Lopez out there, they all play eight-on-eight because it's – gets you ready for 11s in a lot of way, but it also helps you with mobility and, um, you know, uh, more of a, more of an aggressive state in terms of physical fitness, I guess it's, it, it kind of enhances your mobility state. Absolutely. You know, the, the, the shorter man, um, fast paced game of football itself is also a lot of mental, mental conditioning because you're you're down four people you're down three people if you're playing eights you're down four people if you're playing seven so mm-hmm. you your mind has to is constantly moving and you constantly have to be like okay i'm playing this position that i'm here here and here the weak spots are here here and here you know same on you know any side of the ball it's you know that's how you condition yourself physically and mentally to play that part of the game, then you can get into the 11 full kit and 11 flag. Um, and, and it's just, it's a constant, it's a constant moving machine. Yeah. A lot of players say that if they, if they condition with eight, they really prepare themselves. Depends on, depends on your, uh, depends on your position, of course. Right. Like if you're, if you're running back or if you're a receiver, you can literally get a lot more reps when you're on eight on eight in that mentality, because there's open space. It's a lot more opportunity for you to, you know, and if you have burners, obviously you're going to be a better player ultimately in 11s because once you get separation, you're able to kind of branch out to that next level. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, if you can if you can keep a steady pace going, playing those lower man, faster paced sectors of football, you'll be almost damn near perfect going into those larger, you know, nines, elevens, you know, and, and full kits, depending on, you know, what your desire is after that. All right, and Texas is a breeding ground for all this stuff. So uh, let's go to Texas Valley Sports Women's uh, Gridiron League Season 1. Uh, week 1, it was River City Warriors losing to Kingsville Empire 32-0. to Corpus Christi Lady Sharks uh, getting slaughtered by the South Texas Cobras 58-6. to South Texas Generals, uh, they get edged uh, by Coastal Bend Legion 8-6. to a very competitive game there. Uh, if you missed it, you can go to the hub, facebook.com forward slash square and beauties. Uh, week two, Corpus Christi uh, Sharks fall once again, 55 to zero to the generals general rebound after an eight to six loss in week one. Uh, then we have Kingsville empire, uh, 18 to 14 beating the coastal coastal Bend Legion. Uh, then the canceled game was the South Texas Cobras versus river city warriors. Uh, week three here, it was, uh, Kingsville Empire 30-0 to zero over the Corpus Christi Lady Sharks. The results from River City Warriors and Coastal Bend Legion. Uh, week four, South Texas Cobras, they lose to Kingsville 42-0. to zero. We will have a representative of the Kingsville Empire here next week as they have started their season MAC 4-0. and oh, They're on fire. So we're going to talk to them about how they've been doing so far this season in the early four weeks of the Texas Valley sports season. I can't wait for that. Uh, I'm excited for that interview. It's going to be good. Uh, gosh. Uh, can it, can we, can we just make it happen next week? Yeah, it's happening next week. I mean, they're, they're on fire four and oh, and they're really, they're really doing it. Um, and they're on the bye week Uh, they got their bye week this week. So it's sort of impressive for them to come on this next week and kind of give us a lowdown as to, you know, how their season is going to end. Um, Corpus Christi Lady Sharks finally get on the board, 19 points against Coastal Bend Legion, 38-19. Coastal Bend Legion, probably one of the teams that was in the IWFA, branched out here. Some of these teams were in the IWFA last season, and they kind of migrated to the Texas Valley Sports uh, League, I guess because of, you know, re- it's more regional, so it's less cost-effective, I mean, more more uh, less costly for all the players to be in, so we totally get that. Um South Texas Generals 24 to 12 over the River City Warriors as well. So we'll keep tabs on the uh, Texas Valley Sports uh, at the hub at facebook.com for Grand Beauties. Thanks to all the photographers that are covering the sport in Texas Valley Sports and giving us the still photos and bringing us attention to this league in Texas. So awesome shout out. So that's what's happening in the women's game. Uh, one more uh, note of, for the women's game. We have the Opal Bowl Championship coming up here February 13th. New South Wales, right now New South Wales, it is the uh, New South Wales Raiders with our girl, uh, two girls out there, uh, Renee Haan and Shiloh Phillips, our no-joke football athletes. They will be taking on the North Sydney Rebels. So we're looking forward to the broadcast there of the Gridiron New South Wales pending any covid uh, related guidelines that would come down the pipe at this point, but it's still uh, at this point it's it's on. So um, Mac, you know those Raiders, are pretty impressive in, in New South Wales. If they've they've been a juggernaut for almost six years, and uh, they are always in the Opal Bowl. They took one season off, not in the Opal Bowl it was two, what a year and a half ago, and now they come back and here they are. They're back on the on the big stage. 
Oh, man. Yes. I don't, even with them not being in the Opal Bowl about, you know, over a year ago, and them coming back and, and, and now making a run for it again is just outstanding to me. You know, it, it just, it just, it's a, it's a, it's a testament to what kind of work they've been able to put in, even not being able to go and make it a, a while back. And then now, bang, here we go. You know, we're, we're back. And it's almost like there was no job off. Yeah. And this is nine, nine, nine action too. So just want to make sure everybody knows this is nine, 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 uh, pretty intense uh, league. So North Sydney uh, rebels, no uh, slouch and the UNSC Raiders are uh, always interesting to be in the final. So uh, Opal Bowl final, it's going to be February 13th, and we will have coverage for you to watch uh, VR Network Partners in New South Wales. So t- just stay tuned at the hub. All right, um, Mackenzie, um, nobody subscribed to our podcast. They wouldn't know we existed, but we have a lot of subscribers now, so I really want to appreciate everybody in North America, number one. Uh, in Australia, all our Aussie fans in Australia, uh, our new Russian fans, and our new Spanish fans. Uh, and all that data came through uh, Apple Podcasts. So thank you, everybody in in España, in Russia, uh, and in the North American swing of Canada, Mexico, and the United States for subscribing to our podcast. Hey, you know, we always got to shout out our supporters. We also got to shout out our haters. If you're not listening or tuning in, Get, to, get it together. If you are listening and tuning in and you're following us on social media and everything, we thank you so, so much. Keep that up. Keep it up. You know, it, it, it's because of you guys that we're still able to do this thing. So don't forget to keep supporting. Don't, you know, don't, for, don't be afraid to hit us up. Questions, comments, concerns, you find something that you want us to talk about. Don't be afraid to get in contact with us. We're normal people just like y'all. Yeah, we're, uh, we are doing great. I really appreciate um, all our partners, iHeart, Spotify, Apple. Really appreciate them, uh, you know, doing their thing, supporting us, feeding our platform out there, bringing attention to our sport, and bringing attention to uh, Women's Tackle Football Weekly, including NFL. Uh, we have a lot of a lot of Mac fans out there. Uh, my feeds are and my notes are so very. And when you're not here, they miss you. So. Uh, obviously, you know, you're well-known, not just in the States, but internationally as well. So that's awesome. Um, but if you guys want to, you know, dive into any of the episodes, we've had how many interesting people, Mac, in the last year and two years? A lot of interesting people that we talked to all over the globe, including some of the prominent players in the North American swing with the uh, both leagues. So we've, inter- we've interviewed over 300 people probably, or almost 600 people. I want to say 600 people. Yeah, man, I I lost count. I mean, we've been doing this for a while, Oscar. But I always seem to lose count. The more the more content, and more interesting people, and more great minds that we have on the pod, the more and more I can't keep track. I'm also old, I mean, so I don't really remember. A we lot. had Lois Cook today, the TikTok influencer of all people. That's pretty cool, right? Absolutely. You know, like I said, I, I love Lois. She is just a ball of radiate, radiating energy, and she is one person that I would, you know, continuously like to have on the show and continuously, you know, like to like to pick her brain, you know, if, you know, once she gets, you know, more and more recognized what she's doing, because it's going to happen whether people want to realize it or not. Oh, yeah. She's on her way. I mean, you, you know – 
that she's got creativity, and it's a natural creativity, like she said. It's not like something she's making up. It's just coming to mind, and she's – it's uh, – what do they call that word? Uh, it's just natural, you know? It's just to go with the flow with it, and she's she's done a great job. If you're not on TikTok, point, you can get on TikTok just for to follow Miss Cook because she's awesome. Um, so if you guys missed any of our other episodes, uh, you can go back. It's over 300 episodes now. Uh, you can check out the most popular episode we ever did and we've done so far in our podcast history, which was episode 328 with Very Lieberman of the Born to Play uh, documentary, including the talented Angelica Grayson when uh, we were introducing the NIA college flag scene, which is coming up here in a couple months, and we're really excited for that as well. And then if you missed 325, Adrian Smith, 324, Sherry Waga and Daniel Harvey were here, plus 332, Chris Sacco, 331, Michelle Marshall. And if you're not in tune with the IWFA in Texas, you can get in tune with it, episode 338 with Rod Green, and then 334 and 327 with Terrence Haywood. Including that, we also had Coach Anthony Stone, episode 335, Coach Devin Jones of the Sin City Trojans, 336, the talented Tisha Winfrey, 337, and then everything that happens in the WFA, we get a lowdown from Talented Win Domini, uh, 330. She comes in here often to give us the uh, scoop on the WFA. So, um, And then we go back to 342 with Steph Ponzer and Sammy Grisafi. So a lot of uh, amazing people that we've interviewed so far, Mac, and uh, you can get them on replay now. Look, you, I mean, you, you literally just listed like 20 people, and I still can't remember them all. But that 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 just like I said that just shows you and attests to the kinds of things that women in sports and football are doing. All these great minds and coaches, uh, whether male or female, come on the show and share their insights and let us take their brains. You know, and we it's almost like we get to know them through the podcast, and we want you guys to be able to get to know them as well as getting to know us. But if you're not going to the hub and you're not following us and you're not you know an active member of our, you know, our podcast family and society, you're not going to know that. Yeah, no, it's, it's been great. And then, you know, just to have all these uh, talented people come on here and kind of express their, you know, A, their projects, their leagues, their branding, the talented players, historic players at one point or another, they're all going to be, um, it's pretty, pretty awesome. And then don't forget, we, we, had, we have Odessa Jenkins, Elizabeth Jenkins as well, giving us the lowdown on the WNFC uh, often here, plus WFLA. Last year we had Commissioner Brandon Shelby. So the source, the place to be is right here on the Blitz, and you can subscribe on all your favorite platforms, including Apple, iHeart, and Spotify. Don't forget, guys, go to monkeyknifefight.com. That's our major sponsor. Uh, it's pretty easy props, games. You go right there. You can put up $5, and you can make a three times the value, which is $15. You can put up 50 bucks, and you can make almost 150 bucks. So I play more or less. It's a really good feature on there. So you can match up 100%. So if you put in 20 bucks, you get uh, up to a $50 match. If you put in five, up to $50. So you $100 to start with. So, yeah, it's really, really cool. So NJF, go to monkeyknife5.com. I know that it's not on every state, but if your state has it, support the podcast. Uh, get on there and earn a little bit of money as well. So it's pretty fun. So, Mac, I mean, who doesn't want money, right? I mean, I don't know anybody who doesn't want money, anybody that doesn't want money. I don't think as a human. You got to have money. 
Money moves things. So you got to have money. So go to monkeyknife5.com, code NJF. All right. Um, were you surprised, uh, Mackenzie, on the uh, Hall of Fame is always kind of like a preference thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of hurt. My guy, Torrey Holt, didn't get in. I was thinking he was going to get in this time, but he didn't. So were you kind of surprised that maybe some of these uh, Hall of Famer, you know, the, the, the new class got in? I mean, Rod, Rod Woodson got in. Uh, Coach Flores got in. So if you're a Raider fan, you got two people that went into the Hall of Fame for this time around. You know, I I can't – I don't really think I have any complaints. Um, to be honest, I thought that they would have come out with, you know, um, with the candidate list a little bit earlier. Um, but I can't say that I'm – that I'm, you know, that I have any disgruntles towards it. Not at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Calvin Johnson um, – I mean, if, if you have to weigh it uh, – how do you weigh it? I mean, I'm, I'm weighing Tory Holt. Calvin Johnson, but I'm I'm swaying to toward Torrey Holt because I'm a Ram fan. But also at the same time, if I take away my Ram hat, um, he does have a Super Bowl and playoff uh, resume way better than Calvin Johnson. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and kind of like you said, you know, it, it's more of a preference thing, um, or what seems to be more of a preference thing. But I think. You know, I, I don't even with the even with this coming off of a COVID year, I don't think you can be too, you know, too overly upset about it or too evenly killed. I think it's just if you feel that way, great. If you don't, great. Yeah. Um. The other player, I think uh, one of the seniors that was put in was one of your guys, which is Drew Pearson, which is I think long long overdue. Mm-hmm. I think he was the last time he yeah. played it was like over oh, some years. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's been a long time coming, but it is you know it's you know like we always say, grinding and hard work pays off. There's not nine most of the time there's not there's not a of anybody's hard work that doesn't go unnoticed. It may it may not be noticed by the right people at the time, but you know it's noticed. And then I think Peyton Manning, probably an automatic, right, for this class. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. I, I think I think P Man getting in was was kind of an automatic, but I almost think he 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 should have gone into the last class. But you know, there's that good old saying, "Better late than never." Yeah, and there was a there's a couple of notable people that did not get in, or this time around. So Reggie Wayne, um, Zach Thomas, Richard Seymour, Sam Mills, Clay Matthews Jr., uh, who else didn't get in? Torrey Holt, as I said earlier, uh, Leroy Butler, Tony Baselli, uh, Rondi Barber, and Jared Allen. So there's a couple guys that are still – they were finalists, but they just didn't make the cut. So, uh, like I said, I'm crossing my fingers. Hopefully Torrey Holt gets in next year. Yeah, I think I think a couple of those guys on that list that you just listed may probably get their way in there next year, or with it. I'm gonna say I'm even gonna say the next couple of classes. So you know, next one or two classes. I think some of the guys on that list that you just um, that you just said will probably make their way in there sometime soon. All right, Mac. Were you shocked at this point that 
this Tampa Bay defense played so well? I mean, give us your perspective on, like, the first quarter. Did you start to see that? Because, you know, you're obviously in tune with to see the first quarter as, like, oh, no, this is not going to be ending well. Or was there something, like, where you're like, okay, they're starting too slow, or, or is this Tampa Bay defense for real? I mean, what was your your analysis, like, right off the first quarter here? You know, off the first quarter, I thought it was kind of a, a a little bit of a typical first quarter. I thought it was odd, though, that the first series, Casey has the ball, they go three and out. I thought that was very surprising. I was like, oh, okay. Normally they can, you know, get down the field, put three on the board, you know, what have you. And then I was like, okay, three and out, and then – TB, TB12 goes three now. And then it was back and forth. And then, um, you know, they, um, Kansas City hits that first field goal, and then Tom Brady just goes off. <laughs> I mean, Tom Brady picks apart that high zone defense and throws throws Gronk right across the other side for that small drag round. And bang, first, t- first t- a touchdown in the Super Bowl game, Rob Gronkowski from Tom Brady, 27 yards the first one was. And that's something that they do that they've been known to do all the time. So people can't sit there and tell me, oh, that was rigged. Really, Gronk and TB. The combination of Tom Brady and, and Rob Gronkowski has been a thing since I don't know they were at the Patriots, even but probably even before yeah, they on the practice squad. You kind of figured at that point, the the math doesn't work, right? They're putting up seven, you're putting up three. They're putting up fourteen, you're putting up three. They're putting up 21. You're putting up three. Somehow you're not going to win. <laughs> just, just, just the math alone tells you you're not going to win. Yeah, and, and you know, and like I said, you know, everybody has a rough time. And some people, some people want to say that it's Super Bowl hangover from last year. And I can't even, I don't even think it, it's that because if it were so much Super Bowl hangover you know, they probably wouldn't have even made it back to the Super Bowl this year. Like, if, if we're being completely honest. I mean, there's just a lot of things that you have to question. If you're a Chiefs fan, you're just sitting there going, going, okay, at halftime, no adjustments were made. You didn't run the ball as you would have. But when you start looking at it in Holly's perspective, they literally did shut down every avenue that they could, and they almost massacred the quarterback which they did a masterful job. I mean, Jen Welter on her IG said, if you're the defense, there's a kink in the offensive armor, you already got to win. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're able to go man-to-man with these two guys or double-team these two playmakers, and you're, and you're, you're just sending in, a, 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 what, a three- or four-man front, and they're penetrating quickly and disrupting the quarterback? Man, he goes, she's like, this is a defense's dream. Yeah, you know, and, and I was talking to one of my very, very best friends that I met playing football. Um, and her and I, I was at her house. She had a Super Bowl party. Her and her fiance had a Super Bowl party. There was a bunch of us over over there, and she's close with Coach Lowe. So, and I asked her, I said, have you talked, you know, have you had a chance to talk to Coach Lowe during all of this, you know, Super Bowl excitement? And, you know, she said she talked to her last weekend, and, you know, her and I, my friend and I were talking about how Coach Lowe and the defensive coordinators over there have literally built that defense from the ground up. They've built it through drafts and a couple, a couple, um, 
you know, people from the scout team and then just remolding what they already had. And, and, and that's how you do it. You, you know, rebuild, you keep, you know, you rebuild trial and error, trial, trial and error, and then you make it to the big dance and then, and you won, you win the big dance and there you go. I think that that's a credit to her in general, but it's also a credit to, uh, I, did we take away from the moment? Because I don't think this Super Bowl was a Brady moment. It wasn't even a Gronk moment. Because when you look at it in a football sense, this was a defensive showing of aggression and a total domination. And so we got to give it, you know, the, the coaching staff on the Tampa Bay Bucks, the diverse coaching staff, number one. And number two, I mean, Todd, Todd Bowles, I mean, what a, an outstanding job. You know, I don't think I don't think you can take anything away from that powerful offense that they have in Tampa Bay because you do have TB12, you have Godwin, you have Evans, you have Leonard Fournette, you have Rob Gronkowski. You know, you you have the the formidable pieces. You have Tristan Wirfs. For you know, he's I'm pretty sure he's the first rookie, at least out of Iowa, to win a Super Bowl as a rookie and be a starter. He allowed one sack the entire season. Wow. Wow. Like, how do you, like, wait, who's even heard of that? Like, I'm surprised there's not a lot more people talking about that. And, yes, sure. I'm showing a little bit of favoritism because he's one of my favorite players to come out of Iowa, period. Um, mm-hmm. But even with that, like, what what other rookie do you know that, that's done that, whether offensive line or position? No, it's very rare. It's very rare when that even happens. Like you said, when, it, when you get a, a player that comes to a team and actually goes straight to, you know, a championship. It's very rare when that happens, to, to, your, to your point, yeah. Um, uh, Mac, do you feel like in the second half, like I told Holly, do you feel like Kansas City in that locker room was like, oh, crap, we're in for, you know, a beating, right? Because it really looked like Tampa Bay was just waiting for every move. You know, I, I kind of think, I kind of think after that, that second second touchdown, you know, back back to back series, I think is kind of when they 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 lost the locker room for Kansas City. I think yeah. my my thought process would be, you know, if they're we're going in the locker room at, at the half and you know we're shut down and we're not you know we're really not trying to talk to anybody or you know talk you know we we really don't have a game plan. You know, we're really just inside our own heads right now, and I, and I think that's kind of what happened. Is you know, you go into the locker room and come out expecting to be guns blazing, like we know Kansas City can be, and then you know, it just we with kind of like we waited for it to happen, waited for it to happen. There were some a couple sparks there. You know, Patrick Mahomes is out here, you know, throwing these freaking matrix passes and passes that should be on the NCAA game, and just you know, nothing was able to come about it. You know, I mean, it's, it's, I was blown away at the fact that it was such a defensive performance that um, you can't take away that. Uh, I know you got TB12 and you got Gronk and, you know, Antonio Brown, but I really just, you know, to me it was just an, such an impressive defensive performance that, um, you know, you got to give credit to them for winning it that way because they really did win it that way. I know the offense contributed to the points to obviously allow no comeback, but, uh, very impressive win, and I think if you're 
Tom Brady, and we've said it in the past, right, from the beginning of the year, what did we say? Can he, you know, will he be in the playoffs, and will he be able to make a playoff run, and will the New England Patriots, you know, be in the playoffs? And here we are, The you know, we got our answer. The Patriots, a mess all year. Belichick not in the playoffs. Uh, people are saying, oh, he's a quarterback system. Well, it's not necessarily that because he's able to go into another team and get some pieces added to him, and, and it was almost like the Patriots in a way. People were saying, okay, this, is, uh, this offense is almost like the Patriots in a way. Yeah, you know, and, and you can't really even say that because the only thing that's Patriot-esque of that Tampa Bay, def- no, that Tampa Bay offense rather is TB12 and, and Gronkowski, um, you know, Godwin, um, Fournette, Evans, you know, those guys bring something different. I mean, they're not Patriots. You know, they bring something different than what those Patriots players that TB12 and Gronk are used to having do. So, and it, it brings something. It brings something different, but it's it's not to say that it's more. You know, it's more like them than it is anything else. Yeah, I don't think he's retiring uh, anytime soon. I give him another three years, and then maybe retire. Um, if he goes back-to-back here, maybe he retires if he goes back-to-back. I'm thinking maybe that would be the last straw for him. Uh, but I think he's having too much fun right now. In the new new environment, the team seems to be very uh, very young. Bruce Arians seems like very a uh, good fit for him. Uh, and so Tampa Bay hats off to the Bucks for winning Super Bowl 55. Uh, you know, Kansas City just go back to the drawing board basically because they, they obviously had concerns at and then the penalties killed them. And there's just a lot of negatives on their side that really contributed to them. So uh, no rigging here, right? There was no ref issues. A lot of people just go on that thing, and I just kind of have to laugh all the time. It's like, okay, you you, you got to be serious about this. But uh, bottom line is uh, Tampa Bay wins 31-9, to holds uh, the Chiefs to nine points. And so uh, an impressive Super Bowl at that. Um, anything else you want to add, Mac, before we get out of here? You know, I think I'm, I'm actually good. I think we've covered everything on my list that we had today, Oscar. Yeah, I mean, it's it's impressive. Um, don't forget to check out Lois, uh, Lois uh, Cook on uh, IG and on TikTok. You can follow her uh, at Cleeton Stilettos, as she said before. Uh, if you follow us on um, Instagram, you uh, we always share her story. Uh, on her TikTok stuff, so you can always follow her right there, right off the stories page. And uh, so we also have on our gallery uh, Coach Lori Locus on our IG. So go ahead and go click the like button out there and share it. And uh, so congratulations to Coach Low and Mac. We had no doubt, right? Last week and the week before, we said, "Hey, she's with Brady. The percentage is high enough for her to win and get the ring." And here we are. She got the ring. Yeah, you know, you know, like I said, it, it's the support that I'm sure that she's got has probably been more than overwhelming, and I can't, I can't even imagine what it's like to be in such a great position like that, and not, not even just talking about super, like being a Super Bowl winning coach, but being in the position to being a, you know, being a coach of the game that you love on a very high level, such as the NFL. I can't imagine what that's like. Hey, and all I can say is this, okay. That girl's getting paid, okay? That's the bottom line. 
put in her time. She's on the staff. She just won a Super Bowl. She's getting paid. So well-deserved, Coach Lori Locust, well-deserved. We're all very proud of you. So if you listen to us, hey, hats off, girl. You did a great job, and we're very proud. Absolutely. I love me some Coach Lowe. Yeah, I love, love me some Coach Lowe. Uh, you guys, uh, if you want to get the Coach Lowe, the Love WFA Coach Lowe T-shirt, it is uh, on the group boards, and, or you can contact, uh, I believe, the Minnesota Vixen, uh, and uh, it was designed by, I believe, Jody Red- Redlander. So if you guys check it out on the group boards there, go check it out. I ordered mine, so you should order yours, and it's a historic moment for us. Uh, WFA alumni, including the sport. So uh, go go get some uh, Coach Low T-shirt. Uh, we love WFA Coach Low. So uh, congratulations once again to Lori Locus. Uh, what an amazing accomplishment! Second year, and she's a Super Bowl champion. Can you say that again? Super Bowl champion. It just—I don't think I'll ever get tired of saying that. Yeah, we got to say it often now. More than more so than anything, when you make mention her name, got to say that right next to it. Lori Locus, Super Bowl champion. Uh, awesome, awesome week. Uh, thanks for uh, Lois Cook coming in here, uh, spotlighting the DC Divas, spotlighting her uh, in, huge influencer platform that she's got going on, and she's doing a fantastic job with. And then uh, thanks for, to the Hall of Famer and the salty one here to break down Super Bowl Fifty Five. So we'll be here next week, and we're looking forward to another edition of The Blitz. You can always uh, subscribe to us on Apple, iHeart, and Spotify, and always powered by monkeyknife5.com. So check it out. Go to monkeyknife5, play NBA, MMA, and get started with a 100% match up to $50. So, uh, Mac, I don't know. That's it. We're, we're out of here. Looking forward to the Kingsville Empire coming in here next week talk about the Texas Valley Sports uh, undefeated squad. Yep, Oscar, you know, that does it for us here on this episode of uh, Gridiron Blitz. You know, that's what we do. But like I said before, if you're not at the hub, you're not going to know what's going on. Get yourself to the hub. Get yourself following us. Follow, you know, some of the personalities. And stay in, stay in tune. All right, guys. So for the salty one, Mackenzie Brooks, the absent Nate Ward, the Hall of Famer, Holly Custis, and yours truly, Oscar Lopez, we'll catch you here next week for 360. Have a great night, everybody. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.